0: Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com.
2: You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Uh, This is a extra fun podcast. They always are, but this was another in-person one, which is rare because we're in santa cruz california april lives at 555 555 if you want to come stalk visit her me. yeah come visit her uh but we met with the lovely alexis lauren ware uh to talk all about wet and it's perfect because we were wet
1: with sweat because it's hot in santa cruz Ooh. and we live on the coast it's rarely ever this hot but it's hot
0: over here and we were wet with sweat super wet one of the notes i took was turn that pussy on
1: Yes, and wetness doesn't have to only be pertaining to your pussy.
0: Exactly, or arousal. Mm-hmm. And
1: we also had two really cool songs that we referenced
0: oh, in yeah. this podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the We song. can't tell. Oh, okay, you have to listen. It's okay. gotta be, yep. April sings sometimes, so you should listen. <laughs> no, I, I said one line. She said some lines, and she has a fantastic voice. So this isn't just about having a wet pussy, though. This is about your whole being, your whole energy, your whole sexual energy being this aroused or pleasurable state and uh, her chorus work is called wet wet and I'm like you need to make an acronym out of that but we'll work on that one later
1: I asked her I was like is that an acronym
0: we should she's make like, an acronym no. out of that we'll work on that later yes. some good acronym ideas But she's awesome and it was super fun and yes we were sweating balls not balls we were sweating pussies in in the shameless sex studio over here and then April was dancing to various songs that you will hear on the podcast so you have to stay tuned and you can't leave us ever so uh, you are stuck with us for life for uh, Forever. All right, Testimonial, sex oh, cute. Okay, but first I want to tell you one thing. Well, I touched it once.
1: I touched it once.
0: Too. Okay, so here we go. Okay, testimonial. And this is also... A, it's not really a sex question. It's a prompt. So this is from a listener, and I think they actually wrote this in December. So we're sorry for the late. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Okay. This listener, and this is a so well is explains it. So shameless sex has been one of the top influences on my life. I'm a cis female, and I found shameless sex after slowly losing my libido over the past six years. I listened to every episode over the past year, and, and I have changed for the better because of it. I hated all your birth control episodes initially because I was terrified to ever get off birth control pills, but you made me realize that it was likely the source of my lost libido. Word, me too. Mm Mm-hmm. I figured I could ditch the birth control for a few, minutes and see, few months and see how I feel. It's been three months and I'm not 100% back, but I can feel things again and sex is no longer a chore. I was numbed out. You've also taught me the correct verbiage to use to be inclusive to everyone, allowed me to drop any judgments society drills into my head about other sexual preferences and orientations and you've made me realize that there's nothing wrong with me for being into rape fantasies. That's for me. Yes, uh, you're welcome. I like the gangbang. Yeah, and the gang- oh, i was the gangbang more taxicab porn. Thank you so much for giving me the tools and education I will take with me for the rest of my shameless life. P.S. I would love to hear episodes on normalizing choosing a child-free life. So many people think kids are a default in life and this person is from the Midwest, by the way.
1: Wow. So wait, I almost, am not, in tears, but I was like,
0: "Oh, I'm." She gets, she's cleft um, she, she, When April gets, so her love language definitely is words of affirmation. So this, like, really, I didn't read this before. This is so powerful. She actually has tears in her eyes. She should be filming I'm her right so now. I'm so sweet. It's no, can't. Cute. and I oh think your God. dog just farted in my face, but that's okay. fine. That's <laughs> well. Cool. That's a
1: side note. This is not smell audio, so that's no. great. I guess but you guys can't smell this. Hopefully, your mouth is closed. Yeah. Um. This is so.
0: Thank you. Thank you to this person. I am so absolutely. This is why we do what we do. And you, April, shared a lot. On the podcast about losing your own libido with birth control, and we've had other speakers speaking on it. And I loved how this person was shamelessly said, "I didn't like him. I didn't like when you were saying that." And then I was like, "Okay, I'll just give it a try." I
1: thought I needed birth control always. I thought that was just part of it because I had it from a young age. And and I'm not an advocate for not having um, a a contraceptive
0: yeah like the the contraception choices
1: right so it's not us ever preaching about that but giving people an idea of what else is out there besides taking a pill or or a hormonal form of birth control that can because my libido was fucked
0: for a little while because of birth control for actually a long while especially if you're on it for a while then there's a recovery phase and and sometimes it's and we're not mds by the way by the way and oh what i got I, my md over the weekend you didn't realize that oh you got your md yeah. okay april got a, a weekend md i didn't know they had weekenders <laughs> but you got a weekender phd in uh, <laughs> yes this is true yeah this is actually true uh, so well so i'm not a doctor but i will say that about, about the birth control thing that's not what we were actually here to talk about we just want to share this testimonial but talk about the child thing is that it's not just like Get off birth control is like uh, not black or white or right or wrong or the bi- this binary thing. You know, it could be like talk to your doctor and get on different birth controls or different forms of birth control, different levels of the uh, estrogen. And I always wanted to say progesterone or progesterone. And I always forget the words because as a sex educator, my specialty is not uh, birth control or STIs and STDs. And the studies show it often lowers libido and the recovery rate can be a long one, depending on how long you've been on it. But coming to the non-question question on normalizing having a child free life. So I don't think we can do a whole episode on this. No. But we can nor talk do about I it. think
1: we should, because I feel like uh, some
0: people will be upset. Yeah. But so what, what I want to normalize is people just don't want to have kids, though.
1: And that's OK. Yeah. And that's OK. And it's wonderful if you want children. And fuck yeah, if you don't. Fuck yeah, if you
0: do. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no, absolutely nothing wrong with that, and, and we do live in a culture that's still like. I, I mean, I know people that i have met like, you really you, you don't ever want to birth children? Oh, my mother, for instance, just was here, and oh, she's, uh, oh, she's on that she's, train.
1: Well, she was. As she's starting to now, she said, "How's my grandson?" When she's talking about my dog. Yes. Yeah, how my mom is with so my dog. It, that's yeah. great. And if you're not a dog person, it could be a cat or a pet, large cockroach from various <laughs> regions of the world, or a chicken, or a chicken. They're and uh, you can maternal instincts and aspects if you or, or paternal instincts can come from many different avenues and it's not that you have to birth a child you can foster a child you can adopt a child if you don't want to birth a child you don't have to have a child sometimes
0: I feel like I am a parent to a lot of people and not not well you you're one of them but myself raising myself my too like I'm still trying to figure out how to be a parent to myself here so and you know honestly this is t- to normalize this all, all I can say is you know we are with you and, and not and, and we are also on board for people having kids too we're not like in the stance of you should or shouldn't have kids but realistically like we are all so different and just as is, is with sexuality it's so diverse so should the desire to be married to have children to own a home to travel to Jamaica to I mean all, all these aspects like we are so unique and individual and not every person with a vulva or a uterus wants to have a child or not all of them can also there's a lot that would like to and cannot too so this is and that's hard for a lot of folks
1: this also within my own community of women that i have spend a lot of my life with has been a huge rupture a lot of times because some some of my best friends want children and aren't in the space they haven't been able to to have them or uh, it hasn't been the right time the right partner and uh, my heart goes out to anyone out there that does want children and isn't at the point where the the is either physiologically or they just aren't having them because it it is sad if you want those, that to procreate and you can't. Yeah. And for me, it has been a choice, and I'm grateful for vasectomies because I can fuck my partner who has a vasectomy and not be on birth control. Yeah. And I'm a huge advocate for that. But they have
0: kids, so uh, these are yes, people that do. already have had children too, yes. and that was, you know, their previous life choice. You know, we've only come into their lives in the last number of years, and uh, and so we're not preaching. Again, we're not preaching vasectomies, although we are going to do a vasectomy episode at some point in the future. But we're not preaching this. We're not preaching have children. We're not preaching don't have children we're preaching you as long as it abides by consent and it's your truth you do that and that's perfectly fine and beautiful and wonderful and you don't have to go and do anything else otherwise again consent 100 important and your truth 100 percent important but otherwise like you do you and we need a diversity of humans in this world. It's it's just like we're all doing the fucking same thing. One it would be boring, two we'd have too many humans. So it's just like it's totally hundred percent normal and I'm I'm appreciating this person pointing that out or at least inviting us to normalize it as you know, two women who have chosen not to have children in our entire lives. So and We've never had moments and where we like, I really want to have kids.
1: I could be 50 and be like, fuck, I really want a child. I could change my mind in five exactly. years. Exactly. And yeah. I want to speak to that because if you are into being child free right now to this person that wrote this sex question and that changes in three to five years or two months from now that's okay we're humans we're evolving and ever-changing and that's okay too uh there's so, also people
0: who have children who wish they didn't have children. Uh, so yes there's that too. yes so, yes i will speak to that yes. on another episode yeah that'll be another episode of, but this, uh
1: these are the days of our lives yes yeah, so
0: um, the diversity of all of this though and so there, there's nothing abnormal about someone not wanting to have kids and there is nothing abnormal about someone who who they feel like their life goal is to have kids
1: i don't want to be normal though so i'm I feel like I'm golden. I prefer that. abnormal. Yeah, I prefer being, I like unique being and weird and
0: odd. All right.
1: And <laughs> right. You're always naked. I see your vulva. You can see regularly. It right now. Never can you see it now? It. No, no, no. All right. Can We're touch going to a bio. You ready for a bio? Do you want to touch it? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't touch it once or ever. they not consensual? See, that's not what consent is. That's exactly. coercion. That's exactly. coercion. It's wrong. Oh. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Alexis Ware is an energy expert and life strategist who specializes in restructuring subconscious belief systems to amplify the power of love, connection, creative expression, and deeper enjoyment of life, sex, and relationships. Alexis is a licensed acupuncturist, kundalini yoga teacher, Theta healing expert, desire and intimacy coach, and the founder of Savern University. And if you don't know how to spell it, don't worry. You can go to our website and check it out. <laughs> to learn more, visit savern-university.com
0: All right, everyone. It is interview time. And we were just talking about how we should start this with the wet ass pussy song. Uh, how does it go, April? What, what is it? You've been messing with some wet ass, ass pussy. <laughs> but you
1: can say fucking with some wet ass pussy. Oh my pussy God, we're too. the
0: A team, Alexis, April, and Amy. Ah, yes. Yes. Triple it, A. Triple A. Talking about wet ass pussies, although we're not just talking about wet pussies. But, um, you know, we'll see what we're talking about here. Uh, but we ha- we were just saying that there should be. You're talking intro. about
1: cats make it, taking showers, right? That's what we're talking yes. about? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was baths. just making sure. Yes.
0: Okay. Gatos in uh, the shower. Perfect. <laughs> the, you know, cats love that. The cats love showers. <laughs> (laughs) So, this podcast is actually in person. Once again, we've been really fortunate in the last couple of weeks to have in person. Recordings, which are so much more fun and to all of you who we recorded who are non person, we love you. But you can actually like feel the energy and start dancing to wet ass pussy here. Like right now, is you know, there's no video, but April and Alexis are dancing on the couch to wet ass pussy. So, <laughs> so, yeah, we love doing in person recordings. Um, and so, you already heard about Alexis in the bio. Uh, we're talking about wet and rec- reclaiming your wetness and what does that mean? Um, and I have a feeling it's not just about a wet ass pussy. So, So um, Alexis, can you please start by telling our listeners how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality?
2: Yeah, I would love to. It's been a pretty roundabout journey um, as feminine orgasm tends to be. (laughs) A lot of like ups and downs and backwards and forwards. Uh, My partner calls me whack a mole (laughs) because it's like, if you don't know what whack a mole is, but it's like always
0: changing. It's like, where are you now?
2: Where are you now? Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in a very religious home, not Christian, but not allowed to have sex before marriage. And there was a lot of shame around sexuality, fear of men, fear of sex sexual trauma um and so i lived much of my adult life um disconnected from my own sexual pleasure And I'm sure this is a story that a lot of women are familiar with. Like I'm a Scorpio. I identified as being really amazing at sex, (laughs) but it was all about pleasing my partner. Mm. And I wasn't really connected to what I was feeling. And, um, it was in 2013 when I was already a practicing acupuncturist and energy healer that I stumbled upon orgasmic meditation. Mm. And oh, that, also, is also known as Oming. Yes. yes. And ohm changed my life mm. and really helped me to begin to learn how to feel what was happening in my body in the moment and start to wake up my own pleasure and uh, learn that sex isn't as you talk about a lot, I'm sure about reaching a, a goal. Um, it's about the, the journey and the experience. Mm. And up until I found Ohm, like many women, I had a lot of difficulty climaxing during sex. In fact, I only had two partners my whole adult life until age 35 that I climaxed with, Mm. whether it was penetration, oral finger stimulation, didn't matter. What about solo? Solo, I had no problem. Okay. But it was, I think, a lot of the the religious shame around sex and masturbation and pleasure that would like somehow come into play when I was with another person. It was like harder to just relax and let go. And also a lot of that is what I teach now. It's like learning how to let go of control. So fear of going out of control. And um, is that safe to go out of control? Um, so, Yeah. I feel like so many people's intro journey is, it was really hard.
0: <laughs> and I was really confused. Or, or I just didn't know. I didn't that's know. That's yeah. what, people
1: just assume things are a specific way and that's the way it is. And not not necessarily because your parents said so or your sister or your brothers or your friends. You just sometimes think, oh, I see this, even in the, I feel like I was raised on TV. And I thought, especially watching Pretty Woman, uh, (laughs) Fatal Attraction, uh, Top Gun. Melrose Place. All of those 80s movies that it was going to be this sexual igniting of two bodies. Simultaneous orgasms. Yeah, they're going to fall in love. And then—and they never really showed orgasms in any of those things, but it was always the specific way that I thought sex was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And unlike you, I'm familiar with Mm Oming. So I'm curious to learn about that. And I have a question coming. I too, though, in relation to partnered orgasms never had them I always I thought that every penis owner I was with I was not I don't want to say supposed to because that sounds so wrong now in my own in my 40 year old brain but that's what I was oh I'll get them off and I know how to get myself off which I'll do in private by myself hidden in a closet somewhere after they go to sleep or after they leave right
0: really in a closet
1: I mean maybe sometimes I'm just trying the to get a full visual. bathroom yeah yeah like, yeah th- I still sometimes masturbate in my closet just, <laughs> I, want, I don't want to draw the blinds down I'm really like, so I go in my closet because it's like quiet in there and I feel like my, I don't want my dog to see it's sometimes it's like a nice oh my god
0: <laughs> that is hilarious I'm like
1: ledge dog I got the vibrator oh, out just chill oh my god
0: so oh my god you so and are so, I are so that's hilarious I'll totally use the vibrator right next to my dog I'm like you're cool right buddy alright I
1: cool. use it next to him sometimes I just feel like he, he gives me the look of judgment which i have time with (laughs) so coming to my question because i do relate to this so much and i'm so interested about your journey but first let's get to in your opinion why is it important to connect or reconnect to our
2: genitalia? Yeah, absolutely. So I didn't actually even know that I was disconnected from my genitalia before I reconnected with my genitalia. (laughs) When I went to my, I think, first or second weekend of my orgasmic meditation coaching program, when I was learning to be an orgasmic meditation coach and trainer in 2013, I sat down on a couch during a break next to my friend, Rochelle, and she was talking about how she was feeling all of these sensations sensations in her pussy all of the time. And I was, I was brand new to oming to orgasmic meditation. I was like, wait a minute. What? I was like, wait, you're feeling sensations in your pussy. Like not during sex, but like, just like all the around? time. Yeah, She was like, yeah, I'm feeling them right now while we're sitting here on this couch. And I was like, like I thought it only happened when I wear what? tight jeans. <laughs> Damn and she it. was like, yeah, I can feel a ton of fluttering and electricity and pulsing. And I was like, huh? And it was like a whole world opened up before my eyes that I didn't even know was possible and what i've discovered through my deep dive with orgasmic meditation which basically looked like three years of having my clitoris stroked for 15 minutes at least one time a day seven days a week awesome i was basically basically like an orgasmic meditation monk like an orgasm monk yeah this lifestyle of just like um, waking up uh doing seated meditation practicing orgasmic meditation writing fear inventory like with your own finger though or someone else someone else okay the oh. Orgasmic meditation is a partnered practice. Okay, okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's always done with a partner. So through that practice, I started to feel sensation in my own pussy first during the ohm, during the 15 minutes of stroking, there's a period that you go through of like actually just kind of being numb and, you know, not really feeling much sensation at all because either the nerve endings on the clit have maybe been overstimulated by too much pressure, too much speed, um, vibrators, or they, your clit has just never gotten that kind of attentive touch before. So it just hasn't ever been woken up. So you go through these phases in your orgasmic meditation journey of like numbness and then kind of like pain actually, as mm-hmm. the nerve endings start to wake up. And then I started to feel more sensation in my pussy and the whole rest of my body during the ohms. And then what happens is that it just turns your pussy on in a way that it doesn't turn back off. Oh. So even outside of the ohms, like I remember the the first week that I was oming regularly, I drove um I was staying at the ohm house in Venice and I had my morning practice a few days in a row and this was the first time I ever omed regularly. And I was driving on like the the second day to learn Vedic meditation. And it was like a 10, 15 minute drive in Venice. And I'm like driving in my car. And all of a sudden I'm feeling all this sensation in my pussy, like as if someone was stroking me while I was driving. And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Am i going to crash my car. So it's, it's like, it just wakes up this whole world of pleasure and sensation that's available all of the time that when you're not connected to it, you just literally don't even know it exists and you don't know that you're disconnected. But when you're connected, the reason why I love to share this technology with women is, and I do share it with, with vulva bearers in particular is because once that wakes up that ability to feel the sensation. It is like a superpower Mm. because Mm. the pussy will always tell you what is turning you on and what is not. Yeah. It can read truth. It can tell when someone is saying something that's actually dissonant or not congruent so it's like you develop this extra sensory perception that is your pussy yeah that the sixth it, sense is now, that? We now we actually know. know and
0: this is so you know there's it. like the whole thing about like penis owners thinking with their cocks it's almost like i love you penis owners not mocking you but it's like why are you always gonna think with your dick you know but like but there you know there's this intuitive part of the body that is trying to give us signals and some are related to hormones and they're like must fuck must fuck but you're so you're saying this is more of a deeper intuition that can go beyond just sex is where this knowledge can go
2: oh absolutely yeah once we connect to the the physical body and especially to the pussy and are able to feel sensation it really tunes us into what we desire what we like, what we dislike, what, um, what we're attracted to and basically just makes all of life more pleasurable. Mm. So mm-hmm. I could be sitting here having this conversation with you both. And I could be sitting here cross-legged with my genitals contracted and like only paying attention up here. Like, I'm opening my, my legs neck. as you say yeah. that. I'm not wearing any underwear. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I could just be very heady and maybe you two might not know, but I would be experiencing something different than when my legs are open and my genitals are relaxed and I can actually feel them and I let them relax and feel sensation. And so then I'm, I'm here and I'm in my body. I'm more connected to the moment and I'm not just in my head. Hmm. And it wakes up this whole world of pleasure that we can move through life in this pleasurable way, as opposed to just when we enter the bedroom. Are you
1: pulsing? Or the closet, are you doing in kegels? kegels
2: of the <laughs> are, so
1: are you pulsing? your pelvic floor muscles to kind of awaken this. If you're driving in the car, you're like, I'm going to get the blood flowing by, and maybe we're going to get to this. I didn't read, but I'm curious to know the sensations or if it's just felt without even activating the pelvic floor. If you're just like, I can feel the sensations of my outer and inner labia yes. and slight left quadrant yes. of the <laughs> upper mid
0: You do know about orgasmic
2: maybe meditation. The, the left side of my cervix. I'm feeling it right now. Yeah, orgasmic meditation she's always about
0: the left side but anyways yeah. that's our s- side of intuition yeah is that my intuitive side what's, yes, the, what's the moon and sun side of our bodies isn't there like a moon side and your mom side? hi
2: mom left, your mom left <laughs> is feminine <laughs> right is masculine okay all
0: right there you go makes sense Rub the left side of my clitoris. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Well, the upper left hand quadrant of the clit has the highest number of nerve endings. So Ah. the highest potential for electrical stimulation. Interesting. So that's why they focus on that one spot in particular. And this is for everyone. This is not just like right-handed, left-handed people. It's different. Like for for most folks, this is the case. This is the case. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So in answer to your question, April, there's nothing that you are trying to do. Okay. It just starts happening. And your pussy is contracting. As though you were maybe having just done Kegels, but it's just doing it on its... She's doing it on her own. Oh. She's a badass. Yeah. yeah.
0: She doesn't listen to anyone. What's up, shameless sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also...
1: we give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams so you can do it too go to where are they going amy shamelesssex.com oh how easy is that just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book okay and you can get it however you choose If you, you want wanted, hardcover
0: yeah audio. hardcover we got you hardly yeah. covered <laughs> are you ready for the unleashed tour where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment. Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the slurpy stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our
1: charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year.
0: Do y'all ever do this thing? So this is like such a tangent, but we're going off a of tangent because we're in person. We can. Do you ever do this thing when you're having sex? So like maybe so maybe in, I'm gonna in, be inclusive. Like you have a dildo in you, you have a vibrator in you, or you have a cock in you, or fingers. Do you ever do this thing where you imagine your pussies swirling around the the phallus of whatever's inside of you? have you ever done this? like a cyclone no. like a cyclone but like I, I, I learned to. this in meditation in a, not from my pussy but more from like your root sh- root chakra but like you know there like a guided meditation where you cycle you're cy- circling down when i think clockwise downward into the earth this is such a, the tangent but i'll bring it to the pussy in a second and then you circle back up where so like one part of you is circling down to the core of the earth and another part of you circles up to the, like the skies above and then you feel this whole cycle and sometimes when i I'm having sex. I'll actually just imagine. I'm not doing anything other than just imagining my pussy actually circling around the cock. And I swear to God, it like sends them off into. And then T-Pain comes essence. on. It's like she's yeah. moving body like a cyclone. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this, seriously, this, right? This, this, is, gonna be a, this, this nice. is gonna be a musical episode.
2: I'm <laughs> all real, about though. energetic sex. Yeah, I love energetic sex.
0: Yeah, I get powerful. off so
2: hard on energetic sex. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm talking about, it's not so much like trying to do anything or trying to focus on anything. It's actually kind of the opposite. Mm. It's like, let it just letting everything go, like not trying to do anything, not trying to get anywhere and just being present with what is. Mm. And that's actually like the the beauty of orgasm and sensation is it's just a moment of pure presence. Mm. And what I learned through orgasmic meditation is how to bring that into my sex. So leading up to finding OM, because I was never climaxing in sex, I was always chasing climax and always feeling like there was something wrong with me or I was broken or I was too difficult or too much work. And a lot of that Granted, there's, you know, so many factors at play. Maybe there's like the skill level of the partners that I was with and whether they had, you know, learned anatomy and explored Tantra and all of that stuff. And on top of that, though, there's my programming my conditioning, my insecurities, my fears, right? So if I don't feel comfortable having attention put on me because I don't feel worthy of it, I'm actually going to be up in my head the whole time that a partner is attempting to gift me pleasure and it's going to be harder for me to receive it. So what I learned through OM was actually how to just be in my body, how to just stay. Mm -hmm. how to come down from my head and just be present to what I'm feeling in the moment.
1: And if something isn't feeling good, I'm assuming you kind of, I I don't like making assumptions, however, (laughs) because sometimes maybe there is a trauma space or something that has, uh, that's, Feels more painful or it doesn't feel as good as you want to. Do you speak to that or do you kind of rest within
2: your body space and let it flow through you and get to the next level where you're not trying to go, but where you are? Yeah. So in orgasmic meditation, one of the the coolest things that happened for me is letting go of the idea that orgasm is the point of climax Mm -hmm. and expanding my definition of orgasm to include all the sensation that I feel.
0: I love that. I love when, yeah, I continue, but I love when orgasm isn't just climax and some contractions of genitals. Yeah,
2: exactly. And in that, what that means is that if there's a moment when I'm feeling pain, whether that's physical pain, because maybe there's some trauma or there's some tightness and something is getting released or whether that's emotional pain from an emotional trauma coming up, to just be with that. And that that can actually be encompassed by or enveloped by orgasm Hmm. that that is included. It's not bad. It's not worse than it's not lesser because it's not pleasure. It is. It's what's true and it's what's real and therefore it's orgasm. And so I'm going to bring this. This is two questions all in one because my understanding is
0: the you know the nerve receptors. I'm going to not say because I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but the same places where we experience pleasure, we experience pain in our body. And so there's a great overlap in these in these pieces of, and hence why some people really enjoy pain, and pain can be pleasurable for some some folks, and and I've experienced that for sure with things I thought were uncomfortable or painful, and then they turned into pleasure. And I've seen them switch and alter, and so. So I'm going to transition that into the uh, question about sexual trauma and how my guess is for a lot of folks who have sexual trauma, this has shifted their experience with their connection to their genitals for penis owners, vulva owners, all, all of the bits, but so how does sexual trauma affect one's connection to their sexuality and, and then in, in, especially in regards to the connection to their own genitals?
2: Yeah. And I, I can speak as someone who has experienced sexual trauma as Um, unfortunately the majority of women have, sexual trauma tends to create dissociation from the body. So in a moment of sexual trauma, we often leave our body, we go into freeze, um, frequently, not always, but often go into freeze. And it's almost like a part of us gets Locked or or frozen in time there in that spot, and sometimes we lose access to feeling more sensation in the body or feeling our emotions. We numb out to protect ourselves, and so a lot of what I do with my work is helping to clear that past trauma so that we can actually feel safe to feel more sensation in the body by being present and staying in the body and not checking out and leaving. So like getting out of the
0: the freeze. You're like in that old. Freeze frozen state that may have been around for 20, 30 years.
2: Exactly. And we're not
1: necessarily talking about physiological things that maybe may both it could be emotionally tied as well because I wanted to bring a, a piece in. So I have, I had an ax, a sexual accident that I never considered trauma. It was a sex accident when I was 17 and my labia, my outer labia was ripped in half. My left labia was ripped in half. So it was painful for me to have any and I was a humper. Like I loved to hump
0: things. Just having bangs. And I was humping bears. Not live bears, teddy bears. <laughs> no, 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 no yeah. never,
1: never live. Uh, and so for a long time, and granted, I had never experienced orgasm with a partner because it had, masturbation had been the only way I'd experienced orgasm. So when I think of sexual trauma, I tend to go, my brain tends to go to people that have been, you know, victims of sexual violence, but really when it comes to trauma that could even be childbirth that your pussy's experiencing uh and and or just or some sort of cons- i fell in a cons- balance beam or yeah. yeah
0: or consensual acts of of like sex what ha- what where i yeah yours are or, or or being compliant sex where mm. i it was still i still said yes and i was going with it, it wasn't terrible right, but it didn't feel that good but yeah
1: I, but i had suffered from painful sex so i almost was this trauma that i held onto and i just also not connecting to my pussy cuz i thought it was screwed. Scarface and ugly for a Aww. long time And so I was like oh my god I don't even Want to look at it yeah. it's so gross I called it it yeah. it was gross it took me a Long time for me to understand that What had happened was a trauma yes. And even though um, I Wasn't a victim of, of a, a, like A violent act of sexual which was every everything that happens to our bodies especially when they're not consensual is is significant but i didn't think of it as trauma because it was a consensual thing but i had to get stitched up and yeah. it still was a trauma it was trauma yeah. so yeah. what do you suggest for someone let's say childbirth mm. happened and they they had a, an episiotomy which is when they they cut the the area between your anus yeah. and your and your it's like your perineum or basically. you're having sex and your or, labia gets ripped or you're mm. having sex and your labia gets ripped so what do you
2: suggest for folks like like us out there yeah thank you so much us for that. dog
0: moms who've never sure. had children
2: <laughs> <laughs> and for that question yeah i was actually with ian the other day and he was wearing the sweatshirt that says oh like, the shameless sex one go slow yes. and then He's go slower it. than that and slower than slow yeah. and i was like what is that and he was like oh this is actually amy this is the shameless sex podcast oh i God, was we gotta like get uh, you one. <laughs> yes so i'm all about slow Right, So a lot of times when there's trauma, we can sometimes just um, close the door and just be like, I'm a no, or I won't go there. I can't go there. It's not safe for me to go there. Or we keep saying yes to things and it keeps not feeling good. And it kind of keeps re-traumatizing. So what I would say is go really, really slow. Slower than you would even believe. That's could why ever it's be slower and than slow and possible. slower than that. Yeah. yeah. And actually, one of the things that I I teach in wet is a self pleasure practice that's um, kind of based in what I learned from orgasmic meditation around being just totally and completely present to what you're feeling and not trying to get anywhere. Mm. So rather than having a partner stroke you like in OM stroking yourself that way and actually meeting your pussy like it's for the first time every single time you get on the mat and I really do think of it like getting on the mat like when like I go yoga class yes <laughs> yes when I did this uh, self pleasure practice leading up to when I taught the first round of wet I did it every single day for 30 days whether I wanted to or not and mm-hmm. often I didn't want to because when we go in without a goal and with that willingness to meet our pussy right where she is it can sometimes take a long time for her to open and we don't always want to Dedicate that amount of time, you know. Do, got things to, to go. do, yeah. got you know podcasts to record, yeah. and you know books to write and like all kinds emails, of things. Emails, <laughs> lots of emails. <laughs> oh, right. So, um, I, what I recommend is is this practice of really meeting your pussy with that level of attention and precision to really feel what does she need. And when we meet her there, what ends up happening is a lot of emotions tend to come up. Because a lot of what's gotten like kind of stored and trapped in that trauma starts to thaw out, and we we let let it go as emotion. I'm just going to tangent this on
0: what is the same apply to penises with trauma you know penises that have experienced sexual trauma in or, some some way or what about or physical trauma yes yeah circumcision right yeah various things like would it be a similar practice for penis? i know that your work is mostly vulva yeah. owners but what, what do you think about that
2: yeah i actually in the future want to design and create a program that's similar to what for men and i just wanted to start with women first because i am a vulva bearer so right. i know this experience the most um and it's easiest for me to talk about it because i I've, I've, you know, had this experience and what I can say is from my understanding without being a cock bearer myself, Mm -hmm. um, it would be the same. Yeah that if, uh, there is trauma to meet the cock, um, with that level of presence, because I think, um, just as you know, women were missing that being touched with that level of precision and attunement because the clit is so small and it's all slippery and it's like moving around and the hood's going over it. And it's like, well, but it's a lot bigger because there's a lot
0: more too than when yeah, you yeah, No, see, totally. Yeah, the yeah. external yeah. clit, yeah. the yeah, external yeah.
2: clit. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So at the same time, as we tend to not get that kind of touch that we might be craving to really, Really have these like deep healing and surrender and like opening experiences I think a lot of men are missing it too because you know it's like the cock it's just there it's like oh just stroke it you know right fast out. and hard yeah. and like make it come and it's like it's not so much about like cock like I like cock worship yeah. you know like Ooh, some <laughs> cock listeners right now are like and I
0: would like to go work with this lady Alexis <laughs> that's hot yeah for sure or, or we'll talk about like the difference between a hand job and erotic massage or like you know or a healing session with your own pussy versus I'm just gonna like get off right now
1: and massaging do you last piece sorry because I think I've heard castor oil when we've worked with sexological body workers I know that if you're pregnant that is not supposed to be used because that you can have miscarriages if you use castor mm-hmm. oil during pregnancy but I have a thought that it, it can help with scarring because yeah. I had physical yes. an actual physical scar that was that hurt because the nerve endings were affected so if you've had an episiotomy I'm sure yes. you could also
2: use um, castor gas oil, oil or, is great oh, for um, helping to reduce scarring it's also very messy it's like so thick and goopy, yeah, it's like um, molasses. I've heard, I haven't used it myself, but I've heard that wheat germ oil can uh-huh. also be really good for scarring. So that's something to look into and see if maybe the, if it, if it's compatible with the pussy or not. Okay,
1: yeah, I like that. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy. UberLube's unique formula is velvety, long lasting, with no flavor or scent, and it feels absolutely incredible on the body. There are thousands of doctors recommending UberLube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. So whether you want to make your hot sex, even hotter,
0: or you want to prevent dryness, take our advice and check out our favorite go to, UberLube. UberLube isn't just for sex. I use it for massage, to tame my frizzy hair, to prevent chafing, even for oral sex sessions. I love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access, appearing more like a cosmetic product so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. UberLube is without a doubt my favorite lube, and countless listeners agree, often stating, We never knew lube could be this good. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code Shameless Sex for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com. Use code Shameless for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. Omgs combines scientific research of real vulva owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy. Omgs studied 20,000 plus people of all ages and turned the research into animated modules, short videos, and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand. Whether you want to learn about external pleasure, internal stimulation, or techniques with toys, OMGS can help you master vulva pleasure. Let me tell you... I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power.
1: OMGS is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level. OMGS can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential. Plus, your OMGS purchase helps fund more pleasure research. OMG, that's great. Only pay once and these techniques are yours forever. That's right. This is not a subscription service and you don't need to download a thing. So go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And now back to
0: the show. So I'm curious about this wetness piece here. So we're talking about reclaiming wetness and turn on and so it's so we decide it's arousal non-concordance right? Yes. So this is, yes. This is from we learned from Emily Nagowski from Come As You Are where um, our bodies might not be uh, showing this, the same signs that we would think go with arousal mm-hmm. but we might be aroused or vice versa. Mm-hmm. We, I could be perfectly wet and not be aroused or I could be aroused and not wet and there's so many factors that come into play whether I'm an antihistamines. I personally have blocked glands, uh, Bartholin's glands, mm-hmm. that are uh, responsible for vaginal lubrication. And there's been many things that these contribute SSRIs to that.
1: SSRIs, where you're like, or uh, you're on
0: people on SSRIs, right. nothing's yeah.
1: happening. Yeah. And
0: just so many things: stress, all hormones, postmenopause. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm. all these all these pieces. So when so your your program is called Wet. But when we're reclaiming our wetness and turn on, you know, what is this? Is it actually about
2: wetness? Mm. I
0: might assume no, but. I love this question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, it encompasses wetness yes. physiological wetness and you are correct that it is not limited to physiological wetness so it's turn on that can be felt anywhere in the body a thumping heart like heat flush um, in the face it can be turn on for life like i'm excited i'm passionate like i wake up and i'm like fuck yeah like i'm alive like what am i gonna do today it's like that is all encompassed in underneath the umbrella of the wetness tears. and wet if you're cr- crying,
1: crying yes that i was what I was thinking, I was like, absolutely. That is wet.
2: Yes. actually yeah. one of the the instagram posts that i made was like your your tears are no less worthy of uh, adoration than your pussy's wetness Ooh, Ooh. write that down chip <laughs> i like that she already has that one. that's a good i know i
0: know but we have to requote that because that's brilliant
2: and i actually started receiving uh wet like i really feel like i received it like it's not something that i created per se but it was gifted to me during a time a moment in my life when i was in a Deep, deep surrender pose. So, my boyfriend had just broken up with me. I had to move out of my apartment and I got COVID all Ooh, at the same time. The snap. trifecta. Oh, yeah, the trifecta. And <laughs> it was through that massive letting go that I experienced this incredible surge of turn on that both translated to excitement about life and possibility and passion. And then also, my pussy was just fucking wet around the clock. Ooh. And, um, <laughs> And so I was like, I, I want to share this with, with women. I want to share this with other people, what it's like to be able to alchemize pain into pleasure Mm. and to be in such a deep state of surrender that it's bliss, that it's like, it's that connection with oneness of, of all life. And this might be getting too woo woo, but (laughs) no, it's, it's applicable though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, the pleasure of actually not needing to get my way the pleasure of things not going according to plan or right and letting go of what I thought I needed to have in order to feel good and recognizing like sinking into a deeper layer of trust with life. Is that like hitting rock bottoms and then you're like well you know I'm, I'm down here
0: and it's hard and I can either hang out here in misery or I can look at like this is one aspect of life or many aspects and life is full of pain and sadness and shame and joy and orgasms and all the things like is it similar to that where you kind of hit the pits and you're like okay here's a turning point to be able to feel everything as as a part of aliveness
2: yes it's it's similar to that except i would say there's one slight difference which is like we tend to have when we think about hitting rock bottom we have a negative association or connotation like that's bad you've hit your rock bottom you it can't get any worse than this whereas from this perspective it's like actually feeling the pleasure in that place Mm, rock bottom pleasure yes Interesting.
0: Yes. This Actually like, after
1: you fight though, sometimes, sorry, but yeah. right? You have really fucking cranked up hot
0: sex. And you're like An- oh, angry that? sex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, whoa. Well, and, and I kind of like our last, pleasure. Well, our last podcast, we we were with Willow Dr. Willow Brown and Leah Piper, and I was talking about how some of my transcendent orgasms uh, were when I was being, someone was leaving me, you know, as the relationship was potentially on the rocks or ending or ended. And all of a sudden I was able to go off in this in, I think there's a part like less strings attached. And then also like, you know, there's these other pieces like my every I'm feeling everything right now. I'm feeling sadness and pain and pleasure and and all these pieces. And then it was an ecstatic experience.
2: Yes. Yes. And it's so interesting that you brought that up because during that time after the breakup and some time in between what came into my existence into my sphere I started working on creating it writing the content for it I started having sex again with that ex oh. and it was the same exact thing the transcendent kind
0: of or what Just used-
2: so hot yeah. so on and that's not the first time that that's happened and so what is that it's like we get to go outside of the prescribed box of this is what our relationship is this is what it looks like this is what our sex is like all of a sudden the rules of the game change Yeah. all those you know the pres- They get taken off and all of a sudden you can just play and be and it's free. And so that's actually a lot of what wet is about. It's like reclaiming our wetness and our permission to be and feel wet, both in our pussy physiologically and in our lives from where we've outsourced it and where we've been taught to outsource it by mainstream society. So I'm supposed to look this way before I'm allowed to feel sexy. Mm. I should lose this 10 to 15 pounds before I can feel good in my body. I'm so focused on thinking about what I look like during sex that I can't even get into my body and feel pleasure because I'm like, do I look fat as he's seeing this, you know, sag or this stretch mark or whatever, you know, like all the places that we've been trained and conditioned as women in particular to, um, place our, um, our turn on outside of ourselves and have to like get it back from like win it back. Mm -hmm. So like, if I do this, if I perform this way, if I show up this way, if I look this way, if I dress this way, then I'm allowed to feel good and turned on. On in my life and if i don't check all those boxes then i'm supposed to you know oh who am i to feel sexy right now
1: yeah. like that's you know? the programming piece it's the programming so, piece because we have a, a, a little piece about programming and especially for any folks out there like me i feel i feel very mainstream when it comes to woo stuff i i feel like i'm a hybrid because i live in santa cruz and i am exposed to it a lot more than someone that came from wisconsin or chicago or maine or wherever Maybe Maine's actually quite wooey. Uh, so, so I don't <laughs> Some know. People. Okay, so giving this programming an upgrade because let's face it, we have all these apps to make us look pretty when we're taking selfies. We've got if you if you are taking photos for your engagement or your children, they'll touch up photos, right? So how do we upgrade this programming um, that we that a lot of folks, especially Volvo owners, and I know it's the same for penis owners out there, right. because I I have. Uh, the <laughs> cat uh, people in my family that are just as insecure about themselves, and they own penises. Right. So, uh, how do we adjust and move through this? And then I have a second question after that that's actually flipping the script to something else that well, I want to talk about. And what I'll add
0: to that is yep. just body sh- body shame in body general. Yeah. That's like the, just the idea of body shame, which be, I think so many people. And you've can also identify been skinny
1: with. shamed because we body yes. shaming a lot of There's
0: times. All kinds people of people talk about
1: yeah. a body shame in one direction, but I know I've been a body shamed before about eat a fucking burger or something, and I'm like, whoa, bro, like. how 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 do you know, like, how do you know about me and my life? Like, let's calm down about this. So it's all directions of body
2: shaming and yeah. Yeah. It requires a massive amount of deconditioning and then re reconditioning. So, um, Sounds
0: like a lot of work. (laughs)
2: it can be and it can also be fun and it can be an experiment and it can be a game you know like and then the rewards i'm sure are fabulous yeah Yeah. so like for example like i i came here today thinking that we were doing video oh and i (laughs) didn't wear a stitch of makeup because I've already oh thank you (laughs) I've already deconditioned myself from that programming that as Mm. women in order to be worthy of being heard or receiving attention that we need to pretty ourselves up and decorate our faces to attract attention to ourselves by our looks I'm like no like I don't need I don't need to do that when I did my pro my first promo shoot my photography shoot for wet I was basically wearing like a sack like I had no makeup on I had not done my hair and I was. Wearing like, like a potato like, sack? Like, I mean, it was a nice sack. Oh, it was, nice. it was nice like a very nice like sack. But it was just like a very no. drapey romper thing that like didn't show any skin, didn't show any of my shape. And I did that kind of on purpose um, because what I'm teaching in wet is learning how to take back our wetness and our turn on from having to fit these prescribed roles as women in society Mm. and having to you know check off any boxes and do anything no just reclaim it right now like right now even if I'm premenstrual even if I'm bloated even if I'm on my moon even if I have a zit on my face I'm still worthy of being connected to my pussy and feeling my turn on Oh, so it's more like, so you, you can have all these things,
0: but you're coming back to yourself and your pussy and your own essence and not like thinking about all the outside like, Oh, they're seeing the zip, but like, okay, you're seeing the zip. April sees my zip, but how about my pussy?
2: <laughs> what up girl? What do you think? Yeah. Oh, you, we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I know that there are all kinds of experts in every field. Like there could be a woman who could come on this podcast and teach about how to clear up your skin mm-hmm. so you can feel better about probably yourself. wouldn't
0: happen on our show, but
2: <laughs> right. I mean, maybe not this podcast, but you know, there's, there's all different kinds of experts, right? So somebody could. Come come in and help with like metabolic weight loss and like I support all of that. I'm not against elevating our physical body in whatever way feels good to us. I'm just for disconnecting where it got wound up that we have to look or present a certain way before we're allowed to feel turned on about Mm. ourselves and like really let our turn on flow outward. And honestly, like a lot of why women tend to suppress our turn on is because it hasn't been safe. When mm. we look at history, it's really not that long ago that women were being burned at a stake, mutilated, having all these horrible things happen to still them. Happens still, exactly. yeah, it exactly. still happens some places. Exactly. For, you know, being sexually expressed, maybe having sex with someone outside of their marriage, right? But it's not in our distant Maybe being raped while they were married. Exactly. exactly. Still happens in some places. So there's a way that that is just hanging out in the collective field. Mm -hmm. And we're picking up on it all of the time, even if it's not at a very conscious level. And that has us tend to suppress our turn on because we, we could get in trouble for it. Somebody could rape us if we're too turned on in public. Right. So there's all these reasons, all these layers of conditioning that... I use this one particular... Well, uh, actually, a lot of the modalities that I use are designed to help decondition. Mm. Uh, in fact, most of them. So Theta Healing, it's working with reprogramming the subconscious belief systems.
1: Okay, so I want to talk about that because yeah. coming from a space of having no idea
2: what you're fucking talking yeah. about, could you help me out here? <laughs> totally. Just in case anyone else I'm out there Yes. So Theta Healing, it's a quote-unquote energy healing modality that works with the Theta Brainwave. So like
1: Reiki is another form of energy healing. Reiki is a form that- of energy healing. Probably maybe more
2: people know about exactly and, okay exactly and that's of my
1: sorry are practicing reiki <laughs> you got it.
2: and receiving reiki tend to be in the alpha brainwave and people who are practicing theta healing go into the theta brainwave which is mm-hmm. where is like we deeper? go it's slower when I okay. listen to my deeper, binaural beats at exactly. night exactly <gasps> I know this it's I need to where do where we go beats. when we're dreaming yeah and so it's oh. a bridge to the subconscious mind. And science, this is actually not woo-woo, like science has proven and shown that um, most of our subconscious brain gets programmed by what's happening in our family, in society, in our culture, in our environment between the ages of zero and six. Oh, yeah. And science has also proven that the subconscious mind is responsible for about 95% of our behavior. So if we learned in childhood between zero and six, that it's not safe for me to be turned on, that I have to be suppressed, like I'm going to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. We're running on that programming unless we use something to decode and decondition it. So we might want consciously to have super expressed sex and to feel really liberated sexually, but there can be this subconscious part of our brain that's like, that's not okay. You can't do that. That's not safe. So theta healing is one of a few modalities that can actually get in and access the subconscious mind and reprogram those beliefs that got laid down when we were children. So are you theta healing someone, or can they theta heal themselves? I am theta theta healing me right now. Are we? Are we Mm. being? Every (laughs) listener
0: being theta healed. (laughs) I'm consensually
2: being theta healed. Actually, theta healing is very consent-based. Okay. Thank God. Everything. I figured. Sounds about safety. In theta healing, you have to get verbal permission for. I give you permission (laughs) (laughs) to heal me. Yeah. So, so theta healing is one of the modalities that allows us to go in there and reprogram so that our subconscious mind can be on board with who we are and what we want consciously and help us attract that as opposed to accidentally detract us or deter us from having that.
1: Okay. So just a little bit about how a session would work. Is it the specific the, kind of like the binaural beats that you're listening to? And, and you obviously are a practitioner of this. So how does it work? Um, can someone tune in and do this over the internet?
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Um, yeah. So uh, binaural beats help people get into the theta brainwave. Theta healing is totally different. It's learning how to get into the theta brainwave and hold that brainwave and then do specific healing work from holding that brainwave while you're awake and conscious Whoa. so um, yes it can be done over the internet I actually moved my theta healing practice solely to online in 2016 I've been only seeing people over zoom except for like special you know like when I you know travel and see like a private program client who's doing like a special um, like a day-long intensive or something like that um, where it's in person I do all my work over zoom and
1: you don't have to be someone you, because a lot of times folks hold things in their subconscious unknowingly. Right. So it's not like you have to have a certain level of trauma or this experience to actually reap the benefits of they, I, I'm, yeah. ass, I'm making another assumption just yeah. based on my scientific brain. So it, anyone can benefit from this t- practice Absolutely. or modality,
2: right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, It's true. Anyone, even if they don't have any trauma, can benefit from Theta Healing because most likely you received some programming from culture, society, uh, religion, your parents, your grandparents. Maybe it even just got passed down through your genes in your DNA and it's just hanging out in your field from your great, great, great grandpa. Um,
1: we just, uh, in our book, we just read this, uh, this whole study and there's multiple about how their trauma is passed down like four generations. They yes. can take, they can take it back to four generations. And yes. this is, I believe the study came out of like Berkeley or something. So yeah. that is legit science as well, which yeah. I think is so cool.
2: Yeah. So, but so even if there's no trauma, you for absolutely. I was like, where, absolutely it can be helpful because you most likely got encoded with something that's not in alignment or agreement with What your adult conscious mind would like to believe about yourself, about life, about the world, about the way that the world works, about your pussy, about your cock, about your body. Right. And then honestly, like who in the on the earth right now hasn't experienced some form of trauma between zero and six? Seriously. Uh, like yeah, I, uh, I, yeah. Give me a call if you're one of those people. Yes, yeah. I would like to meet you and explore your mind and yeah. discover what it was like to be you. They might be an infant. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they can't pick up the phone right now. But
2: yeah. Well, it's it's yeah, it's
0: virtually impossible. I think for, for and for the diversity of trauma could just be neglect. Like I cried, no one came to me. You know, or exactly. or I got picked up when I didn't want to get picked up. You know, exactly. I'm four and someone was like, I gave or, me a hug and in I my
2: generation i'm 43 right now in my generation like your your weird creepy uncle at the family reunion kisses you on the cheek in a weird way that you don't like and you like, know and it you, doesn't feel good but you yeah. didn't you weren't ever taught that it was okay to say no and this is my body and even if you're mine used to pull my pants down and show that highway
1: my butt and, and your and my uncle family, my uncle my weird creepy uncle oh geez oh boy yes he's okay. no longer i mean i yeah I, do I, sh- that's
2: why i mean i, grew I up, could, like totally so this is what theta healing weird. can work with, with actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that experience created an imprint in your system. Informed yeah. formed beliefs about what is okay for your body to receive, what's okay to happen to you, yeah. whether or not, you know, like um, using your voice, do I have a voice? So Theta Healing can go in there and actually target that moment and that experience and work with that memory mm. and restructure you in that moment so that you mm. learn that you have a voice. You have a right to have a voice. It's safe for you to have a voice. You don't have to tolerate anyone doing anything to your body that you're a no to. It's a lot well, about he lost his legs from being an alcoholic mm-hmm. so I kind of feel like karma was a bitch. To mm-hmm. I could
0: tell you an uncle story over here right. but well, not my well, uncle but okay. <laughs> Actually no he is my uncle. Anyways, we won't talk about my uncle. <laughs> Goodbye, uncle. Um all right. So anyway, let's talk about wet. Let's so about the, the the I mean yes. and okay, as we go into this, we were talking about some shitty uncles. This is the diversity of the experiences that includes shame, pain, trauma, pleasure, all of these pieces. So, can you tell our listeners, I mean, you you described wet, and so it's a live online six-week group course, and I believe you only take twenty women. Is that just vulva owning folks? Yes. I assume. Can you tell people a little more about that, and then how they can sign up? When they can sign up? When it's happening? This is going online next week. Yeah, which is twenty. Was that August? Mid August, twenty twenty-two.
1: Next week is I think August like sixteenth-ish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Nice hey, job. Calendar. Nailed it. Yes. You nailed it. We're gonna look at exact dates right now as we look, and. Over. I'm really excited to know more about theta healing and I'm, might have to hit you up for one of these sessions. Yes, <laughs> I
2: would love that. Yeah. So, what is? Uh, it's an online course that I developed for uh, women, and specifically for vulva bearers, because a lot of what we do is deprogramming and reprogramming the subconscious belief systems that were put upon us as vulva bearers from you know pre-birth all the way through our lives, and that that particular conditioning and speaking to the experience that many vulva bears have had. Mm. And so what we do in, in the six week course is we meet, uh, once a week for two hours on zoom video. And in that session each week, we do a combination of theta healing to rewire some of these subconscious programs, clear out trauma from the body, from the psyche and reconnect and, uh, create the foundation of safety to reconnect with our wetness. Mm. So that might look like clearing out the fear of being killed. You know, because we might have that subconscious fear that if I really fully let my wetness all the way out and let it be seen and witnessed, that I'm going to be killed for it. So we find all of those subconscious programs that are hanging out in the field, clear them, update them. So you you clear and then you replace with a newer, more mm. resourceful program that's going to so actually. So I shouldn't serve... watch crime shows then anymore. No
0: more <laughs> crime shows, Chip. We've been talking about this for years. Damn
2: it. <laughs> um, it could be you know re repeating like that trauma like watching crime shows can be really April's analyzing that's my maybe some past life i think i'm supposed to solve some mysteries (laughs) or maybe had a violent death you know you never know pretty sure i did we Um, we do believe in
0: past lives over here yeah around these parts
2: so we do the theta healing to get at the subconscious beliefs and then we do kundalini yoga breath work meditation Um, specifically meditations like the fists of anger so we're clearing out anger and resentment towards men. The masculine, the patriarchy, all of our lived experiences as vulva bears. What and about mommy issues? Oh, That's mommy issues, mommy. daddy issues. It's all up in there. Like yeah. everything we got programmed from our moms about sex, sexuality, body shame, all of that. We're doing uh, central intuitive movement. So it's like um, kind of like a mix between Kundalini and ecstatic dance, mm. where we're doing a lot of spinal flexations and moving the hips and waking up the Shakti or the Kundalini energy and getting that flowing. We do a lot of somatic release practices like screaming. Ooh, I love that. That's shaking. why I lost my voice in April's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Doing
1: that- Yep. I I you gotta record podcast I got a
2: good week before I can okay. scream again all right I don't know I'm kind of cutting you off that. <laughs> and, and then we do live um one-on-one coaching within the small group setting so the women talk about what's coming up for them in their sex lives in their relationships in life in general just being a woman on planet earth right now and I do spot coaching like one-on-one coaching and but everyone gets to experience because there's so much shared experience right so even if a woman is talking about something that you're not dealing with personally it most likely can hit something similar that you have experienced or dealt with in your life. Mm. Um, so we're going to start the next round of wet on October 4th. Okay. And, and how it's, it go? Only, yes. it's only 20, 20 people, people you're taking 20, okay. 20 women max. Get it. Get it now. Get it. Get get it. it. Yeah. And uh, you can find out more about that or sign up for it on my website sovereign-university.com And if you don't know how to spell sovereign which
1: I don't, uh, <laughs> uh, just go ahead. There'll be a link on shamelessx.com and the, all can, the show notes and, and in the, the show yeah. notes so you can go and just click because sovereign's a hard word sovereign's that, hard I, I, would have I, lost I just spell learned how to it.
0: say it like 2 years ago How did you say it before sovereign That's adorable I remember with Willow and I was like sovereign tea and she's like sovereign T it was yeah, anyways, sov- well, sovereign-university.com.
1: Slash wet. Yes.
0: And S O B E R E I G N. I just read that, by the way. It's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's yes, cheating. she did. Uh although so the, and if people want to work with you outside if they can't join, if they're obviously there's more than 20 folks that sign up. Can they work with you as an
2: individual one-on-one group stuff
1: afterwards? Are there going to be more of these, um, sovereign wet university classes?
2: Yes, absolutely. I work with one-on-one clients. I usually work with clients inside of program containers. So it's a minimum of a one month deep dive with me where we meet twice a week, every week and really make some deep transformational shifts in the person's Mm -hmm. life. And it could be online. Um, Uh, It's actually all all online. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can find me through my website. I'm on all the social media as Sovereign University, um, Facebook and Instagram and stalker and you can learn how to spell sovereign real quick
0: (laughs) and she just made a great meme or or post the other day that we want to quote so yeah go check it out
1: yes and this episode was not dedicated to cats in the shower everyone we're sorry to disappoint you and if you're just tuning in now rewind because we went over you're not gonna be tuning in now I'm just being funny because sometimes (laughs) we're funny so Alexis that was beautiful mm. and you are such a light and of course I feel so privileged sometimes to live in Santa Cruz because there are these practitioners of all sorts of different modalities that I'm learning about and I love the fact that we can bring this to the masses because there's people listening from all over the world so check out Alexis's work. Do you say Alexi or Alexis's, <laughs> Alexis's. everyone? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh,
2: ch- Alexi is when there's more than
1: one Alexis. Okay well then <laughs>
2: check out Alexis's work
1: um, and and Thank you to all of our Beautiful shameless sex revolutionaries I just want to invite you to Please give a moment Of your day go and rate us on iTunes And if you give us five stars It helps more people out there in the world Find people like Alexis and Alexi She's just one Alexis uh, And we really Value each and all of your feedback And also Spotify is now accepting Reviews as well so give us five Stars on there it just helps more people Again find this shameless sex sex way of life and we wish all of you a beautiful tuesday if you're listening on wednesday we'll see you next tuesday ciao for now
0: want to learn more go to shamelesssex.com and for 15 percent off of some of our favorite sex toys use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com